Sawbones is a show about medical history, and nothing the hosts say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. It's for fun. Can't you just have fun for an hour and not try to diagnose your mystery boil? We think you've earned it. Just sit back, relax, and enjoy a moment of distraction from that weird growth. You're worth it. All right. Tommy is about to books. One, two, one, two, three, four. To Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine. I'm your co-host, Justin McElroy. I'm Sydney McElroy. Welcome to a very special holiday episode of Sawbones. Probably the most special holiday of the year. And of course, we're talking about my birthday. It's today. That's right. For real today. For real today, right now, as you're here. Right now, in this very moment, Justin's age is changing as we speak. He is he is transforming from what what are you turning 20 24 now about 24 let's go with that yeah about 24 now nah definitely I'm th- I'm 33 years old oh listen to that proud loud and proud no shout shout ever, it out there no one's ever been this old ever did you oh, know that I bet our I don't even, know even when parents G- would disagree you and Jesus got to 33 he was like oh enough. I get it. Yep, that's how that story goes, and that's all we're going to say about it. <laughs> but, Sydney, here's the here's what I want to talk about today. When we have a child, uh, Justin uh, McElroy Jr. Definitely not going to be that. Which great okay. for a female nope. or uh-huh. male. Not, um, not going to do that at we, all. We have Justin sure. McElroy Jr. I want to make sure that he, she uh-huh. What about shares... Sydney McElroy Jr.? Yeah, what could, about that? That could work, too. We'll you, talk you about like it. that? We'll what, it uh, maybe a new paradigm? Um, maybe a new uh, pair of shoes for you if you let me call it Justin. That was sexist. You just like shoes. It's not sexist. I know you. I'm not. I'm not broadly generalizing your your gender. I'm talking well, about you specifically. Well, you like cereal. <laughs> Got me. I want to make sure the baby not only shares my uh, my great head of hair, my um, love of classical. And I hope it does. Wait, what? Uh, I, I was going to say sh- your hair, but I don't know about this music thing. Uh, I want to make sure that it shares my birthday, which means that we're going to have to have a lot of control over conception. I need to make sure it happens exactly when, how, where, and why I need it to. Now, can I just make one point? Shoot. Your birthday's already kind of crowded. It is. My little brother, Travis, uh, he, he shares my birthday. He's three years younger than me, exactly. It's already a, a double mackle day. So, so I, I don't know that we need to add a third, do go we? go for a triple. Um, uh, so, Sid, the, the important thing I want to talk about here is fertility, because that's key to nailing this exact date. Right. There's always the option, if we just want to make sure that we have a child born on the exact same day that both you and your brother Travis were born, we could just maybe call your dad and... Hey, let's let's never talk about this again. How does that sound? That goes down real smooth for me. Awesome. Fair enough. Awesome. Sydney, how does the world get pregnant? 
How does the world get How pregnant? How does the world get pregnant? Usually How do- has the world get pregnant? That's a great question that you ask, Justin. And so uh, grammatically correct is what really... What I really enjoy about it more than anything. How, how does is the world, world get pregnant? How is the world get pregnant? Now, no, I think that's that's a that's a question. If you start typing in like how does the on Google, yeah, I think how pop, does the world get pregnant? It'll probably probably pops up. Sid, um, uh, normally we do chronologically, but in, uh, we're we're not going to do that. This is a little more sort of around the globe type type situation. That's right. I do I do want to start. Uh, way way back um, first before we start taking our tour all over the world of how people have gotten pregnant through history um, I do want to start back with one of our favorite characters uh, Soranus Soranus right I know I know you like to say that someday little baby Justin or Sydney all this will be yours all these puns all these puns our listeners enjoy that one in particular copyright will pass it down through the generations uh, so Saranus uh, of gynecology fame suggested that, um, so here's some tips that he gave on, okay, let's say that you are a man and you want to produce an offspring, okay? Okay, I do. Right. So the, your first, your first uh, task is choosing a lady. Okay, done. Right? Yes, So let's, let's say you haven't yet. Okay. So what you're looking for is somebody from the, this is from straight from Saranus, from the ages of 15 to 40. Wait, so I haven't found you yet? Wow, I thought our uh, terrifying Halloween episode was last week. Oh. Go on. Oh. Well, let's see how well I, how well I fit. Okay, hit me. Okay. From the ages of 15 to 40. Done. Okay. Not mannish. Check. Compact. That one's too tricky. No, am I? I need to not be compact. Okay. So I, you don't want somebody who's mannish, compact, over sturdy, or too flabby. No, none. Am of I those. any of those things? No. Would you say mannish, compact, over sturdy, or too flabby? No. Now, on the plus side, you do want a woman who's very moist. That's good. <laughs> That's key. Would I think. You, would you? Don't even answer that question. Now it says here. I, I hate to read ahead, but it says for the man, uh, he should be long, strong, and down to get the friction on. Is that is that? I ac- didn't put that in my accurate? outline. That's not something that Soranus would suggest. Don't demean the good name of Soranus with that Sorry, kind Soranus. of nonsense. You're better than this. So okay, so we've got this great woman who's not who, who's not sturdy or this, not over sturdy. This, this, this mermaid. This, this mermaid. This, this quite wet, moist wet mermaid. And her uterus. Needs to also be uh, uh, not too dry or too moist, not too lax or too constricted. Okay. So how you find that out on like a blind date, I don't know. Would you you say that your uterus is too lax? Rate your uterus in a... Let me... Can I just put a a humidifier in there real quick? On a a scale from very moist to very dry, where does your uterus On a scale of no moss to lots of moss, how much moss would grow in your uteri? Now, now let's say you find a woman that fits all of these criteria. She's apparently very forthcoming Mm -hmm. and adept at measuring her inner humidity. And she's also already agreed to have a kid with you. Okay, good. So hopefully it's at least been, I don't know, two or three days. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Before you get down, you should eat a snack, <laughs> which is good advice, I think, for any for any kind of healthy activity. Have a sure. snack first. Maybe have a good a good rub down. 
nice massage. Okay. Get the muscles good and loose. And then you should be in a really good mood while you're doing it. Okay. I usually These typically, are, yes. This this was his medical advice. I just want to tell you, this was his medical advice. For fertility. For fertility. If you want to conceive, have a snack and just, you know, make sure you're really calm and feeling good and happy. Also, um, you want to make sure that the woman's head is is big. You should have ordered that a bit better. Okay, <laughs> that's a good point. When I was checking the woman for for moistness and compactness, <laughs> head size should have been part of that equation. Yeah, yeah. You want a woman whose head is fairly big and her eyes are also fairly big, but you don't want her forehead to protrude. Done. Okay. So big head, very moist, not compact. Have a snack. Have a massage and go at it. Okay. Now, after you're done, the the idea was that, that the woman's uterus was attempting to trap the man's uh, sperm inside. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to let it, like, dislodge. You don't want to let it get out. So you want to make sure and give your large-headed, um, moist woman <laughs> some advice, which is don't cough. Don't sneeze. Don't jump up and down. Don't hold your breath. Don't fall. Don't lift anything heavy. Don't sit on any hard chairs. Don't drink alcohol. And definitely don't have a nosebleed. There's like, okay. I mean, she could probably do most of those, but some of those seem out of her hands. She has to do them all. Do you want to have a baby or not? Okay, that's fair. And is there anything else she needs to do? Yeah, if you could just lay in bed for two days, eat some light grains, and then rub yourself with olive oil. Perfect. Then you'll be... Uh, is he stuffing the woman? Or is, she, is he preparing her for a feast? <laughs> this is like what Preheat Don Draper oven. tells a woman to do. Preheat your <laughs> oven to 400. Make sure to get some garlic <laughs> under her skin. And I mean, this is like a literal bun in the oven. This is this is too much. <laughs> so this, se- this seems awfully complicated. Yeah. It may um, not I mean, great more. advice, definitely. Just really solid medical advice, I think. Yeah. Um, but awfully, awfully difficult for the average patient. Complex. Give me something simpler. How about, would you rather just eat some hazelnuts? Yeah, that sounds great. Or if you don't want to eat them, no, no worries. Just carry them around in your pocket. Okay. I'm going to call BS on you old science dudes. Either eating hazelnuts, put something in your body that makes fertility easy, better, or they're magic beans that you carry adjacent to you. Like I'm sorry, they're magic nuts. Magic nuts that you you carry with you at all times. Like which is it? I mean, I I know you're not big on science, but you can at least tell the difference between inside your body and in your Levi's. Well, I I have to preface a lot of the the advice I'm going to give at this point. You have to understand that um Fertility and the okay, we didn't fully understand the process of conception for a long time. No kidding. So yeah, so there was a lot about it that because it was a mystery, also seemed uh, mystical, seemed kind of magical, and so you see a lot of overlap between um, actual what was considered actual medical advice uh, for fertility during different times in history. And what was really religious belief. Hmm. Um, it's a great intersect of the two. So, you know, at the same time that your doctor might tell you to eat hazelnuts, he also might tell you to pray to a certain fertility god and make sacrifices and, and that kind of thing because who knows? I mean, it, it you know, the idea was that it was not in it was not in doctors' hands, it was not in humans' hands, certainly. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. So you could also just, you know, have some cucumber seeds. Perfect. 
Why which, not? Which is really tricky because the the thought was that the cucumber itself, like the flesh of the cucumber, would lower a man's libido. Although it made a woman much lustier. But sure. either way, the seeds are going to get you knocked up. It's a great visual. And it's so. going to be pretty intimidating for a man. So that makes perfect sense to me. <laughs> it's a, it's a, a lot of mythology uh, surrounds the cucumber, not surprisingly. Yeah. Because men wrote the books. Yeah. Um, there's also ginseng. Was suggested. <laughs> what, what can it do? Uh, in Norse mythology, it was suggested that, as I mentioned, with this kind of intersect with religion, you may just want to um, give some apples to the gods, like sacrifice a lot of apples to the gods. Mm-hmm. Apples were known as like a, a fertility symbol. So maybe you could just leave some at the local temple. Mm-hmm. Um, chuck it in the sky. <laughs> just throw it, throw it into the sky at the gods. Here, take this. Take this apple. Give me a baby. I'm trying to get pregnant. Um, the Celts also felt that apples were an important symbol, but you could just um, keep apple blossoms in your bedroom. So just fill your bedroom with apple blossoms. And That's then, more economical. I'm, as, I'm assuming it's the bedroom that you're going to, you know, go to town in later. Sure. There are also, like, if you just randomly read through, um, almost every country has come up with at some point that garlic was impo- important, that eating a lot of garlic, um, cinnamon. A t- you know a teaspoon of cinnamon every day. Oysters are a known aphrodisiac, so maybe oysters could also get you pregnant. Eh, I don't know. Uh, the Aztecs preferred avocados. Well, they're a superfood. They are a superfood and, and delicious. Yeah, I might sure. say. Why not? So I don't know. I think and, and to that extent, I think it would be okay with me if a patient said, "I'm gonna try to eat some avocados to get pregnant." Okay. I mean, yeah. avocados are really good for you. They're great. So, yeah. you know. It's not going to hurt. I don't think they're going to help, but they're delicious. Hey, did you do you know a good place to get avocados? Because. It's hard to get good avocados yeah. in our region. No, the Walmart just does not. Just they're not They're great. not very good. They're not great. No. Um, now, in Renaissance England, they always had great ideas about everything. Mm-hmm. By that, I mean they had terrible ideas about medicine. Just enough to be dangerous is what they knew. Right. So, of course, you would, um, for this treatment, you would visit your local barber, because as we have mentioned in previous episodes, your barber was your surgeon and your physician. So, visit your barber, and uh, he would cook up for you a mixture of some, some really healthy things that you could drink that would get you pregnant. Such as? Well, just some milk from a mare. Horse milk. Horse milk. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, milk is good for you, right? Does the body good? Yeah. Right? As long as it... Calcium, I mean, vitamin D. Cows or horses, I guess mm-hmm. it doesn't really matter. So horse milk. Horse um, milk. Some rabbit's blood. <laughs> Perfect. And some sheep urine. Yeah, I mean, you got to get sheep urine in there. Otherwise, what are you wasting your time with horse milk and rabbit <laughs> blood? If you don't have some sheep urine in there. Sid, does it seem to you and i don't know if this is like maybe this is a trend that i've just sort of created for myself with selection bias but does it seem to you that our treatments for stuff there there reaches this weird apex of unpleasantness versus knowledge that i think like around this period like around the 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 middle of the millennium where like we know a little bit but and, and because of that, we we know a little bit, but not enough to actually cure things. Our treatments get very unpleasant. It seems like, especially like in early times before we had any sort of 
way of measuring efficacy or, or research or anything like that, it seems like our treatments were much more pleasing. You know, like eat some hazelnuts, you know, rub sure. some oil on you. It seemed like when we were just making it up, we were much more inclined to make up pleasurable treatments for things. No, I think you're right. I think that um, the idea was that things that you would cut, okay, if you would come into contact with hazelnuts on a regular basis and you're still not pregnant, then hazelnuts are probably not going to work. So we need to put you into contact with something that would be a real shock to your system that would really throw things kind of into a tizzy. And so, you know, and, and also the idea was that at the time, um, you know, back in the good old days, uh, doctors could be elevated to, you know, like godlike statuses, you know, as time went on, you know, what your physician said was all you listen to. And so if you're a physician and you've got absolutely no idea what the right thing to do is, um, you better come up with something creative, you know? Right. I mean, if you're going to make it up, you better make it up good. So we're just maybe at this point just trying the last thing, like... We, we removed the possibility of pleasurable treatment, and now we're just like, I don't know, horse milk? Maybe. I don't know. Horses have babies. Horses have babies. And they, and they I, feed them with their milk, so maybe. Maybe. And then and know. urine. We know we love urine. We know, Urine's you know, great. for it's centuries we've been all about pee. So. Sterile. So maybe pee. I like that in the 1600s we kind of retreated back to, like, the better stuff and said, well, what about just sipping on some catnip tea? Hmm. The cats seem to like it, and they have babies. <laughs> in the Victorian era, it got even more buttoned up, um, you know, which makes sense. So you would go to your doctor, and if you could bring yourself to say something as uh, horrendous as you want to get pregnant, which no fine Victorian lady would. There was actually no pregnancy. That is zero pregnancy. There, <laughs> there was no, certainly no one spoke of it. It's undignified. Um, but then your doctor would just tell you to get out of town. Just go visit a spa and soak in a bath. Don't don't talk to me. And let's pretend we never mentioned this. Don't ever talk about this again. So, oh, hold on a second, Justin. Mm, what's that? Uh, sorry, I'm getting a page. No, go ahead and take it. It's fine. Okay, I'll be right back. We'll wait. Hey, it's me, Jesse. Max Fun Con is MaximumFun.org's annual gathering of friends in the mountains above Los Angeles. Join us this spring for comedy, classes, talks, and parties with your new best pals. Tickets for the 2014 edition go on sale Friday, November 29th. And to be honest, we cannot add any more bed capacity, so expect it to sell out quick. Head to maxfuncon.com the day after Thanksgiving to grab yours. Hey, is everything all right? Yeah, yeah, everything's great. Um, I'm, I'm good to go. I don't have to go in, but just um, try not to um, eat any red onions that we didn't grow ourselves, okay? Um, yeah, no big deal. Anyway, oh. um, what I was going to say next is that uh, if we move on to China, um, a technique used to improve fertility was actually acupuncture. Oh, okay. And, That's unpleasant. Yeah, but it's still practiced today. Do you think you'd like acupuncture? No. Okay, me neither. No. Seems I don't. And, and this, is not, this is not me saying don't get it, because certainly there are studies that would support that it benefits uh, many different conditions and many different people. Um I would definitely go to a licensed practitioner. Uh, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's still practiced today, and there's limited studies that suggest that maybe in patients who are getting in vitro fertilization, it does help some. I don't know. I don't have big studies to support that, but who knows? Um, I, it definitely is a valid treatment for uh, 
for many different things. And while I myself am, am a little freaked out by needles, I know that's a weird thing, but I don't, I don't want them in my skin. That's fair. I would say check it out if you're interested, if you've got, you know, migraines, back pain, whatever. It's an experience. Talk open to your, somebody. Open yourself you should up. Find out about it. Go talk to somebody. I'm not against it. Um, there are also, of course, a lot of different Chinese fertility herbs that are still available online. Uh, I did find, I will say, I, I was reading about this and I found one woman who was, who was selling authentic Chinese fertility herbs. That was what the website said. Is that this is the one place you can come to find, you know, the original mixtures of roots and, and you know, dried herbs and flowers and stems and whatever that, that you are supposed to cook in your tea and then drink and will definitely make you pregnant. And it is ancient Chinese secrets. And they are only people who have practiced Chinese medicine, you know, for, for thousands of years would know this. And then I went to the website and the woman looking back at me was definitely one of the whitest women I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, I, um, those people are fine. It, it's fine to buy stuff like that. Just don't let them sell you a mogwai. They're gonna try. <laughs> yeah, stop with the herbs, okay? For me, I just don't spend money on them, man. I mean, that's my that's my this is my policy. If it's not harmful and it's not expensive, hey. I don't know. We're never going to do a study on that kind of stuff, so maybe. But if it's harmful or if it's expensive, no. No. Something's up. Something's up. Big Pharma will never let you find out the truth. There, well, we won't, go, we won't go down that road. Okay. I'm trying to antagonize you. I know you're trying to antagonize me. Sydney, tell me about our next treatment. I've, I've got all this stuff already added to my Amazon card. Right. Right. Make sure and get those authentic Chinese fertility herbs. Those right. are my favorite. Um, so mandrake root is a popular, uh, was a popular fertility treatment. It's actually a, a biblical treatment for infertility. Okay. Um, I think it's interesting because, I mean, there's not much to say about that. You just dig up a mandrake root and I don't know, eat it and then you get pregnant. Perfect. Except for that, um, the myth that surrounds mandrake roots themselves, which you may be familiar with if you're a Harry Potter fan. Right, that if you if you pull them up, they'll be screaming and they'll attack you. Yeah, well, they'll scream so loud it will kill you. Mm. So it was great. I found one um, set of instructions on how to dig up a mandrake root without dying, without, without being dying, killed by <laughs> right. a siren song. So, Perfect. So if you want to find out how to dig up a mandrake root and and not die, or if you want to do that, then the best way is to buy a dog. Okay. And then train your dog to go get a mandrake root. <laughs> Best of luck, dog. Man, I've lost more and dogs. And then once your dog has dug up the mandrake root and then subsequently, unfortunately, died, uh, then you can go grab it. Oh, the dog does die. No, the dog dies in okay, this scenario. The dog, the dog definitely dies. Can I train my dog to make sure no one's in earshot? Is that is that a possibility? <laughs> no. The, maybe you can train your dog to make sure certain people are in earshot. Oh, I like Ooh. that. What's Ooh. up? How about that, Clouseau? You never catch me. No. Sorry, Perot. Good luck solving that one. <laughs> Um, the, I'm sorry, ASPCA, we didn't really kill any dogs. No, no dogs were harmed in the no. making of this made up treatment. Uh, I really liked one of the things that they tell you not to do in, um, Russian mythology is don't, uh, sit on the floor without a blanket. Why on earth would that be the case? Because, um, if you sit on a cold floor, your ovaries will freeze and then you'll never get pregnant. Mm. They're so temperamental. <laughs> they are. Like, that's the one thing you need to know about ovaries. 
very temperature sensitive. A lot of people still wonder, why did God make it so women could sit on the floor? (laughs) Couldn't he have fixed their knees in a way that made that impossible? But no, he trusted us with free will. That we would sit on the floor and freeze our ovaries whenever we so choose. It's natural selection, people. Uh, Pomegranates are a big um, feature in in different cultures, fertility myths. in Greek mythology, uh, it was advised that you could eat a pomegranate. You could give them as wedding presents uh, to, you know, kind of bless the married couple with fertility. Wasn't it? Wouldn't it be sweet to buy wedding presents back in like ancient times? Because nobody had anything. If you could find a thing, right? Like you look at Dickensian England, people are given like oranges for Christmas. Yeah, for Christmas because nobody had, nobody had anything. If you have a thing and you give it to someone, I'm sorry, they don't have it. They didn't have anything. Now people have everything. I had to get someone a garment steamer for for a wedding gift. Like I I, I don't know anybody that owns a garment <laughs> steamer in real life, but everybody has everything. But for a wedding, you get one. Yeah, sure. I would actually like a garment steamer for Christmas. For our wedding, how many copies of Trivial Pursuit did we get? Like three of the same, the exact same Trivial Pursuit. Which is our fault for putting it on the registry, I guess, but still. And it is a great game. It's great, to be fair. sure. Um, in Arabic culture, you could actually, you can't use a pomegranate to get pregnant, but you can use it to predict, predict how many kids you're gonna have. So do you wanna know how to do that? Absolutely. It's really simple. You draw a circle on the ground and you drop a pomegranate in the middle. Okay. However many seeds land outside the circle, it's how many kids you're gonna have. And I mean, I mean, it's not going to get you pregnant, but it's kind of like that game you used to play where you would like loop your fingers around your wrist and see how far up your wrist you could you could go, and then that's how many kids you're going to have. So we do. We used to do um, we used to do pop tops to see who and and apple stems to see who you would marry. Do you you do that? Oh, on the pop tops, and you pull it back and forth. And the then, letter. And the letter. Then, yeah. yeah. We never threw pomegranates in a circle on the ground, though. Of course, I didn't see a pomegranate till I was in college, so you can't really blame me. You know what my pop top always came off on? Tell me. Jay. Aw, I thought so. Aww. Did you just yank it off when you had to Jay? I'm going to marry that Justin McElroy. Someday. Someday, someday he'll, he'll notice be mine. Me. Someday he'll come back from church camp and call me. Listen, let's not get into that, okay? Uh, I, I really like one of the Japanese rituals for fertility, which involves um, the entire community putting on a parade where they walk through the streets with a giant wooden penis. Okay, now, okay, now this is my question. I have two, many questions. I'm gonna narrow it down to two. First question, is this a communal activity? Oh where, yeah. Okay, but is it for communal fertility or do you have to go to your friends every time <laughs> someone's pregnant? Like, ah, you know, I really, we just carried a wooden penis for Deborah. Couldn't you have just gotten in on that action? Couldn't you decide you wanted to print it then? My back is killing me. And my ego. It's good enough for Deborah. It's good enough for Susan. (laughs) Get the wooden penis. Get the wooden penis and clear the street of children. (laughs) No, it really was a community thing. Like, let's get all the women pregnant. Hey. Together. Fertility. Um, I do like, this is kind of in line with your idea of having a baby on a certain day. Um, In in India, there uh, there are some that believe that there is a specific hour that you will feel when it comes and it is the hour when it is time for you to have sex have sex because um because your child has a destiny and in order to fulfill their destiny they have to be born on a certain day at a certain time 
uh, you know, it's kind of based in the like in, in astrology. And so you will know the hour to have sex, which will which will result in your child being born on that exact moment that will fulfill their destiny. We should mention that when we talk about these, uh, when we ascribe these theories to certain countries, we're not saying that these are current wide held beliefs in oh, no, no, these no, no, nations. No, no. This is just sort of a No, these these apocryphal. are the countries of origin. Right. These are just where these myths come from. There may be people today who still believe them. There may not. There are plenty of myths that still exist in the US uh, that that you know, your your mom might tell you when you try to get pregnant that oh hey, I heard that this works. Um so no, by by no means am I saying that everyone in India thinks this is true. Uh one that I stumbled across which again, uh, I believe was from a, um, a blog from a, a British woman who was trying to get pregnant. So I don't know what the original, like um, uh, what uh, country of origin was, but if you are trying to get pregnant, you can just take two hot bricks, spread honey all over them, and then kind of uh, f- like fan your nether regions with the steam. I like that, that's kinky, I'm into that. And then, and then you'll get pregnant. Sure. No. Honey steam. The old honey steam. The old honey steam trick. Like that one. It sounds pleasant, maybe? Until you have to clean the bricks, then it's like, what did I do? Why are you cleaning the bricks? Gotta clean the honey off the bricks. We can just 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 throw them away. Where will you throw a brick away? (laughs) The trash can? People will still try. They didn't have anything back then. I would probably just have a brick. I would probably put it in the bathroom trash can because that really drives you crazy. Oh my God. Sydney will put. Okay, our bathroom trash can is the size of a trapper heaper. It is so tiny. (laughs) And Sydney will jam the. Like, she will fill the entire trash can with a single item. She'll, She'll try to stuff like. A tarp in there. Like, well, I'm done with this <laughs> never tarp. never tried to put a tarp in I'm there. I'm done with this tarp and, ru- and bricks. He just doesn't like when I put bags of trash in the trash can. Oh, that just put it outside. Anyway. Anything else, Sid? Um, as I mentioned, you could always just pray to one of the uh, hundreds of fertility gods and goddesses that are out there that just span the ages and the religions. Um, that w- That's always a possibility. Uh, more recently, some of the things I came across as myths uh, for conception... Um, after sex, you can just lie on your back with your legs up in the air. <clears throat> that like actually gravity makes, help. That makes good sense to me. Is that not? Nope, doesn't work. Darn it. Uh, some some may suggest that you take Robitussin because it contains guaifenesin, which is a, a substance that can thin out mucus. Um, the idea being that if it can thin the mucus in your throat, it can thin the mucus on your cervix Inaccurate. and allow sperm to swim through yeah there's no good studies on this either probably doesn't work uh won't hurt but probably doesn't work um uh there are some theories that there are certain lubricants that will help the sperm swim faster (laughs) that's not true grease lightning uh you know the whole thing about wearing boxers instead of briefs yeah not true oh no that's myth wow not necessary great fantastic and um, then this is one that I read that I will have to say it was listed as a myth, but it's definitely 100% true every time this is coming from a physician that women definitely need to have an orgasm in order to conceive. You heard it here first, guys. There you go. And that's definitely men. That is true. That is true. Not a lie. Not a, No matter what all science might say. Which is weird because it, that also explains why no one was conceived until the 1960s. <laughs> 
Um, and uh, the only other thing I wanted to mention that's still recent is uh, feng shui. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some ideas in feng shui as to how you can get pregnant. Um, if you if you just put some pictures around your house of maybe some elephants with their trunks down, perhaps some pictures of open pomegranates, or maybe just some pictures of babies. <laughs> That's good. That's- just anybody's babies. Just, just babies. Just keep your eyes on the prize. It's like motivational. I want one of those. I'm going to put a picture of them up there. You can also um, allow some some other kids, not your kids because you don't have any, but allow some kids to jump on your bed that you're going to later have sex in. That can actually, kids jumping on your bed that aren't related to you is actually a pretty good contraceptive too. <laughs> that one works with ways. Like, ah, God. I wish, Never I really mind. wish we should have thought to do that while we were passing out candy to trick-or-treaters. Hey, would you mind if we had your kids come inside just real quick uh come upstairs to our bedroom and jump on our bed that we're gonna have sex in later listen i I, are you cool with that i don't know if you're satisfied with that fun size snickers but i gotta (laughs) tell you for a few minutes of bed jumping i can get you into a full-size milky way no problem (laughs) (laughs) um and then don't keep uh don't have a ceiling fan because it cuts through your abdominal energy oh everybody knows that. right right the so thank you so much for listening to our uh, largely made-up treatments for uh, fertility. We hope that you will try all of them, or none of them, or none of them. Or if you're if you really want to get pregnant, you know, go see your go see your doctor, go see your family doc, go see your OBGYN, go talk to them. If, they could probably help you out, or you, at least tell you how you really do it. If you have heard of uh, some some uh, fertility treatments that we maybe missed. Uh, email us sawbones at maximumfun.org is our email address it's also a great place to just say hi or suggest a topic for the show maximum fun is also where you'll find a whole bevy of podcasts from our network including but not limited to stop podcasting yourself judge john hodgman wham bam pow one bad mother bullseye jordan jesse go my brother my brother and me oh, thank you so much there's also forums there so go and chat with your friends uh if you don't know where babies come from maybe you could ask one of them yeah we got a twitter account at sawbones uh i'm at justin mcelroy and i'm at sydney mcelroy that's s-y-d-n-e-e and always you can review us on itunes thank you so much when you do i read all of them all i I want for my birthday you can give me one birthday present review us on itunes and then tweet about the show with a link to uh to to tell your friends to do the same and quick reminder by the way just a psa if you want to tweet about our show or basically anything uh if you start the tweet with the name of the thing you're tweeting about only people who follow that thing will see that tweet which kind of defeats the purpose so uh keep that in mind whenever you're tweeting about anything really how to use twitter how to use twitter 101 and if you want to know how to use your body or how not to throughout the ages make sure you join us every friday for sawbones until then i'm justin mcelroy i'm sydney mcelroy as always don't drill a hole in your head MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.